Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Communication Means Talking Together. This is Arjun Bakshi. Have you ever thought about the famous quote of President John F. Kennedy of the U.S.? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask instead what you can do for your country. I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea. Very simple language. None of the words in that sentence were SAT words. You didn't have to, you know, look them up online or pull out a dictionary. You knew what each word meant. And yet, there was something highly profound in the way it was said. Because it's talking about a different kind of patriotism, right? It's about a kind of patriotism where it's not just about what my rights are, but what my duties are towards my country. It's a very powerful idea. But the catch is, it was using simple language. And that's the topic of the day. How to be an effective communicator without using complicated vocabulary. Let's talk for a second. Why do people use complex vocabulary? And is it appropriate sometimes? Well, people use complicated vocabulary if, let's be honest, a justifiable reason might be that they're trying to speak within a discipline, some scientific explanation, some economic explanation, mathematical explanation. And then there are concepts such as, you know, centrifugal force. That's in physics. Now, the layperson might not know what that means, but if you show them a diagram, or even better yet, a video, they'll catch on. They'll, they'll figure it out. And for those who don't know, even I'm not the expert on this, but in general, it is an effect that is created by a revolving ball that, you know, has an impact upon the objects within it. And that's as much as we need to know. The rest, you're welcome to look up online. But the idea is that there is a justifiable reason for using technical vocabulary. But just like I tried my best not being a physics expert, it was followed up, or it should be followed up, with some kind of simple explanation and, better yet, again, a visualization to help us understand. So in that scenario, the technical vocabulary, the technical term, is introduced, explained, and visualized so that it is understood in a simple way by the person. And now, in future, when the term is used, they don't need the whole explanation. And that is how jargon, so to speak, or technical vocabulary should be used, if ever it comes to that. But how do people use it? Unfortunately, it became the, the fashion for a lot of people of, um, you know, different, depending where you grew up, depending on what kind of college you went to. It became a manner of setting yourself apart from others. That I have better education. I have a higher uh, social class than the other person and so on. And so in other words, it was a means of hierarchy creation, right? And again, see, I'm using a term here, hierarchy, but 
you may understand this hierarchy just means your social status, how you rank up in society, either due to, you know, how much money you have, what kind of uh, background you have, uh, where you grew up, and like I said, maybe where you went to school, what kind of work you do. So to bring it all back, what you're seeing is that there's this, there's these two schools of thought using simple words, using more complicated words. Perhaps the magic lies not so much in, you know, going either direction too much to the extreme. The magic lies in knowing what meaning we're trying to get across and getting it across to as many people as possible. And to do that, we need to use simple but profound words, simple but vivid words, I should say. Vivid words meaning that spark your imagination. So when you talk, people don't just think of something in drab detail. It's like you've given them a technicolor mental image, right? For example, instead of saying, oh, it's a nice day today, right? That's plain, simple language. But it's not, prof it's not profound. It's not vivid. Okay. Instead of saying, it's a nice day today, you might instead say, it's a bright blue sky. The birds are chirping and all seems right with the world. So instead of just saying it's a nice day, you're painting a picture, but also even giving the feeling. Now contrast that with someone who's trying to sound intelligent. An azure sky, the flora and fauna are blooming and the melancholy of the world has drifted away. See the difference between the, what I did before and what I just did. Here, I'm using what you might call written style of speaking. Before, when I was talking about all is right with the world, that you might call an oral style of speaking. Now, what's the contrast between the two? An oral style of speaking is you're using simple language, short sentences, you're trying to paint a mental picture for people, and you're really trying to reach as many people as possible. Whereas with the written style, you are using as complex vocabulary as you so choose. You're trying to perhaps uh, reach a very niche audience that has prior knowledge of a topic that you are speaking to. Could be physics, it could be sociology, could be literature, could be anything. But the point is, when you're speaking with with the written style in mind, you're going to reach fewer people. And you're not really caring to reach more people because you're trying your best to stay within that group, right? You're trying to mimic the style of speaking of that particular group of people. So now the choice comes to you. Do you want to reach more people and you want to connect to them? on a more emotional, personal level, in a natural conversational style. Then you go more with the oral style. Again, how do you, how do you define that? Simple language, short sentences, emotional language, and language that helps spark a, an image in the mind. And that is a few things you might be able to apply. I thought we'd pick up another subtopic to add to our 
episode today. Have you ever thought about what it takes to communicate with friends? We never really talk about that, right? There's really not a lot of uh, literature out there. Friendship. Let's think about that for a second. What is friendship? Friendship, if I'm not mistaken, um, it, it, it goes back to the concept, even linguistically, it goes back to the concept of finding siblings in the, in the world around you, outside of family. And be it from a psychological level, be it from a sociological level, you're really trying to find people that you can call your brothers and sisters, right? As the case may be. And why does one do that? Well, we're all trying to build community, right? We're all trying to find people that are like-minded. And this is where we get to define what friendship is. Like-minded people, shared activities, shared values, and hopefully a, a support system, right? If you reach that higher level of friendship, uh, you reach a support system that picks you up on a rough day and, 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 you know, likewise, you pick them up when they're having a rough day and you're able to, uh, pull, pull through, you know, dark times together and also enjoy the good times. There's, there's much to be celebrated when things are good. So how does friendship intersect with communication? Well, think about it. I mean, when you think about the definition of communication, it's inseparable from the concept of community, togetherness, right? So all the time, I mean, it could be the smallest thing. One thing could go off uh, out, out of uh, your control or out of the norm, and it can create a misunderstanding between two friends, right? That otherwise get along really well. And so there's constant effort that needs to be made, supportive communication, getting on the same page again, understanding what what the other person's point of view was and why they didn't understand you the first time around. And so you have to end up over time, just like you would with family, developing a common vocabulary so that you minimize misunderstandings, even with close friends. And a second thing, and this is, you know, we're all learning how it goes, is, is people uh, express themselves in different ways. So sometimes uh, friendship is about what you say, right? People like to hear supportive language. Oh, I'm so sorry. I hope you're doing okay, right? That's supportive language. Uh, sometimes it's what people do, like maybe if it's uh, one of the friends' birthdays, everybody else throws them a party, happy birthday, here's a cake, blow out the candle, make a wish, right? That's, uh, that's another way of showing friendship and uh, so on and so forth. So you can have friends that show kindness in in action, but are not very supportive in their language. And then vice versa, you might have some friends that are very supportive in their language, but don't really show up in the in the in the meaningful sense. And I'm sort of giving away the game here that maybe you can ask yourself, how many friends do you have that would show up for you in a difficult moment? drop what they're doing and be there for you. And how many friends do you have that, well, let's say, put it this way, wouldn't. But pulling it all the way back, communicating friendship. 
Not every culture expects it. And at the same time, in my experience, everyone appreciates it at least once in a while that you share and you express just like you would with family to another friend, how much they mean to you and how much you appreciate them. And there's, you know, exchanging of, shall we say, in-kind gifts and uh, support of some kind, a favor here, a favor there in return. And there's almost like this, this attempt in the best of friendships that there is a parity that each one helps each other, the other out about equally. Now, of course, it may seem to one person that, oh, I'm always helping the other person, you know, and they're, they're not as helping me back as much, right? So, um, that, then you want to sit down and talk to yourself, like, is this fair, uh, relationship? And, and you might find that you are helping them the amount you want to, right? But also you might be adding on where you think you're expected to help, but you're not really expected and you were unaware of that. So in other words, always be very clear with whatever kind of friends you have. What is their expectation? And it may end up that you, you do more for your friends than they do for you. But then you should always know that you are never expected to go above and beyond. And as long as that's the case, you'll never feel like it's an unequal friendship. So let's leave you with a, a fun thought. I think I talked about, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite movies, uh, Rocky Balboa, the other, the other episode. And I thought, you know, well, let's, uh, in that same vein, dip into popular culture one more time. So what's a communication uh, tip we can learn from pop culture this week? And uh, I was reading uh, one of my old Batman comics. Yes, I enjoy Batman. And I don't really read the comics too much, but I was just doing some spring cleaning and one came, came across my way. And I think uh, uh, the... The, the thing I took away from the issue of Batman that I was reading was an older one, about 10, 15 years old. And I think, uh, what was remarkable in one of the, in one of the pages was it said, uh, the reward for being Batman, he's reflecting upon his life, that my reward for being Batman is that I have the honor of being Batman. And I had to really think about that for a second. What does that mean? And it's sort of like sometimes the sacrifice that you make, the effort that you make doesn't have a trophy or money or accolades in concrete form. But if you think about it and the vast world that you live in and the vast life that you've been uh, privileged to lead, if you can stand up and say, I lived a life where I was giving and I made sacrifices for others. I helped other people and I did my best to be a good person. You can take great pride in having made the effort of being a really hardworking, self-sacrificing human being. And you know, the right people will appreciate you for it. So as they would say, whatever you can be, always be Batman. I think that's it for this episode. If you liked it, tell, tell your friends about us. 
and I'll see you next week.